Welcome to the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast, a weekly look into the world of Royal Caribbean cruising. I'm your host, Matt Hotchberg, and this is episode number 167. Royal Caribbean offers onboard experiences for everyone to enjoy, and for those lucky enough to be able to afford it, there's a whole new set of offerings aimed at guests who want a taste of luxury along with their cruise. The Royal Suite class is a completely new offering on select Royal Caribbean ships, and this week, we have a first-hand look at what the Royal Suite class is all about on Anthem of the Seas. Let's look at what amenities are offered, get a glimpse of what the Royal Suite is all about, and share with you why you might be interested in trying it out yourself. Here we go. When it comes to going on a Royal Caribbean cruise, there are so many different prices and options to suit almost any need, and we all cruise differently, so Royal Caribbean offers a wide gamut of options to consider. And our Royal Caribbean's newest offering is aimed at those that want a luxury experience while on board in the form of the Royal Suite class. Deluxe furnishings, exclusive concierge access, personalized service, and exclusive access define just some of the perks that come with this new category of cruising. And I wanted to talk more about this concept of cruising and invite two extremely knowledgeable and well-groomed guests to join me to discuss it. Unfortunately, they couldn't make it. <laughs> Let me begin with Laurel Stewart of touringplans.com. Laurel, welcome to the podcast once again. Ahoy, ahoy. Glad to have you here. And also joining on today's show is Len Testa, uh, who's the co author of The Unofficial Guide to Walt Disney World, and he's also a co host on the WDW Today podcast. Welcome, Len. How's it going, Matt? Outstanding. Um, now, I am really excited to talk about this because you guys got a chance to go on Royal Caribbean's Anthem of the Seas out of Bayo, New Jersey, uh, just a couple weeks ago, in fact. <laughs> you put the words excited and Bayonne in the same sentence. <laughs> let me let me Google that to see if it's ever been done before. Hold on. Nope. It's magic. <laughs> and so with on, going on Anthem of the Seas, Len and Laurel got a chance to try out the Royal Suite class. And not only the Royal Suite class, they went big time. They went for the Star class. And I'll post a link in our show notes to the breakdown about the Royal Suite class and kind of the different levels. There are three basic levels to it, the Star class, the Sky class, and the Sea class. And the Star class is the premier level, and that's for uh, certain staterooms uh, categories. And again, all the details are royalcreamblog.com. But Laurel, what category stateroom did you guys book on Anthem of the Seas? Uh, so the funny thing is, is we actually booked this cruise a little bit more than a year ago when we were on board on the Freedom at our dear friend Annette's wedding last summer. And we had just booked a regular balcony room. We were like, yeah, I'd like to see the anthem. That'd be pretty cool. We should do that. Then, in December, we booked a cruise on Disney in concierge, our first cruise in concierge level. And we really liked that. So I started thinking, well, for the purposes of research, we should, uh, we should book with Royal in concierge and see how it stacks up. Naturally. This is great. Of course. That, that's how it works. These are the sacrifices that we make. So, it's true. And I have to give a shout out also to our dear friend S. Hud, Stephanie Hudson at MEI, who got us through probably three separate bookings to get us to the cruise that we wanted to be on. Awesome. But when uh, we had originally looked at March, if you remember, uh, well, for one thing, Anthem had some problems last March or February-ish, right around that time. We were looking to cruise around then. But... That was when I started thinking about um, upping our, our suite class, and I started looking around. And this is when Royal first started talking about the uh, Royal suite class. Yep. 
So that piqued my interest. That seemed pretty interesting. I just, and you're like, well, if you're going to do it, do it right. So I email Stephanie Hudson. I say, hey, you think you can find us a, a uh, something in star class? <laughs> <laughs> and, and what she did said, you? And she yeah, said, no, no, of course I can't do that. No, she said, <laughs> of course, let's work it out. And we that's how we ended up with our Grand Loft balcony suite, which was magnificent. Wow. Okay, so that, that in and of itself, I mean, forget the Royal Suite class. That has got to be an amazing view. I saw the photos that you had shared, Laurel. But, I mean, Len, I mean, that's got to be, like, really top-notch yeah. in terms of just being able to enjoy that, right? It's a two-story room um, with floor-to-ceiling windows uh, all along the back, and we were at the after the ship. We were in uh, ten three twenty. Um, so leaving New York, and then anytime you were close to land, just the views were were incredible the entire time. Huge panoramic views. The other, uh, and it had a huge deck in the back too. It was just really, really great to walk out there and and see that much of the uh, the ocean. The other thing that we did, or I did a couple of nights, um, was when it wasn't cloudy, go out and just look up at the stars because once you're away from cities and the light pollution that come from them, um, you can see so many more stars out at night. And it was, uh, and for in this case, you could actually sit in the in the balcony suite and and see them too. It was incredible. the uh, The entire room was beautiful. Yeah, I'm actually. What's, I'm glad you mentioned the room number because someone did a room tour. Actually, Frank, I know Frank. He, I'll post a link on in the show notes to YouTube. A room mm-hmm. tour of your room of ten three twenty. So I'm now watching your room as we're talking about oh, this. And it was fantastic. So you walk in, and there's immediately there's a um, there's a carpeted stairway that goes up to the second floor. But um, but if you go down the if you go down the hallway into your left, um, you go into the uh, the main room. Um, but and so that it's got a really comfortable couch, a table, a coffee maker, um, cooler with that they kept stocked with. Not only sparkling water, but still water and sodas. Um, every day, somebody every every I think twice a day, somebody brought us like different plates of food without us asking for them. Like one day it was the cheese plate. Uh, one day it was strawberries and chocolate with you know with uh, um, you know bottles of wine and stuff. We, there was no way we could have eaten all the food or drank all the wine that was there. And it was um, had a table, had all kinds of chairs. You could you could easily have done a small cocktail party. In the room, I think it's almost 800 square feet in just the stateroom, and another 200 and change. Yeah, it's and uh, and this wasn't just a grand loft suite; it was a corner room. Which, oh, yeah. again, we got so lucky getting getting that room because it not only had the balcony out the back, but it also had a balcony like these little mini balconies with the hanging seat. Um, oh, on both, right. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, on yeah. both levels, um, just around the corner. I have to say, even if you're not drinking, putting yourself in that hanging seat and then getting out of it is incredibly difficult. <laughs> <laughs> also, the, the suite the suite had uh, two full bathrooms too. So uh, one full one downstairs split, and then one full one upstairs that was combined. So nice. Um, yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was. I mean, just a fantastic setup too. I don't know yeah, that I would put four people in that room. I mean, I think it was great for two. Um, but why put four in there when you don't have to, right? Yeah, absolutely. If, you, if you're bringing your kids, just get them an inside cabin on deck two and then just <laughs> <laughs> tell them you, you'll meet them at the wind gym air every once in a while. <laughs> Darn or tootin'. Um, 
So the room in and of itself is pretty darn amazing. But I mean, really, I would I, with the Royal Suite class, Royal Caribbean has designed this to be something that is desirable in and of itself in terms of the what you're getting here. Because historically, Royal Caribbean has always offered uh, perks for the for guests who are staying in suites, but they really wanted to do this right on the Quantum and Oasis class ships by offering mm-hmm. them something that you just you know a, a complete revamp of their of their uh, suite offerings. So. We, you you guys booked this room here. T- take us through kind of the 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 perks uh, of. Uh, let's start at the beginning because I know that uh, you, you booked the, the the cruise, but before you even set foot on board, the experience begins with with planning right. and, and and talking with the royal genie. Right, you're you're <laughs> it's such a funny word, genie. Um, you're contacted by your genie about I want to say two two and a half weeks out. Um, yeah. I had started looking online to see. When when to expect it? I was you know googling stuff to see how that was going to be because that's actually a lot uh, closer into your cruise than you're contacted by Disney for concierge stuff. Uh, Disney will contact you at right before your window opens for uh, for for booking. So this was um, we've already been contacted uh, for a cruise that we're taking at the end of January by Disney. Anyway, um, so we got. Uh, we got a sort of interesting questionnaire from Royal, which I sent you a link to. Yes, I did see that. And that was very interesting. It was. It, 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 couldn't it figure was weird. The, strange, the, the questionnaire was strange. And it, it's not that the questions themselves were, were strange. I think, Matt, one of the questions was, uh, if you could have dinner with any figure from throughout history, who would it be? Right? And, and yeah. that, that's, a, that's, that's an interesting question. The thing is, we couldn't figure out how the questions ever could have applied to anything that we did on the cruise, like like you know, if I had said Albert Einstein, w- would there have been like books on relativity theory in my in the cabin? Like I don't I don't know how that that worked out. So I don't I, I still don't I'm still not clear as to what purpose the the questionnaire served. Right. It's it's kind of like there's like what books are on your summer reading list or what movies are you dying to see? Are you a morning person or more of a night owl? What is well? What is your go-to beverage on vacation? That makes sense. Uh, but if you could only bring three things with you to deserted island, what would they be? These sound like job uh, application questions. Yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> How many marshmallows could you fit in a fire truck? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I, I get the movie thing, but it, I mean, it's not like they're gonna they're gonna run. Let's say I, I, I said I wanted to see, I don't know, uh, some movie. I, I, I don't know that they would have loaded Jurassic that park. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's not like they're going to load that on the um, on the on the uh, pay per view thing or the uh, the on demand movies just for was me. There, was there anything that they, maybe that like they they picked up on? Like maybe like to your point, Len. Like some of the stuff is just not going to be relevant. But if you had written, you know, um, I, I don't know. Like if you'd written something that was really relevant. Like maybe you're like you really love uh, uh, a particular jazz singer, right? If that was a question on there, right? Yeah. Maybe that they would. Could, was there anything on there that you saw that was a direct one besides food and drink, which are pretty obvious? No. Was there anything that, thing, that came? No. But speaking of the the one to one, you know, the one thing I did say was, you know, I really like tequila, especially aged tequila, and the suite comes with the the top of the line drink package. Um, so none of the or almost almost none of the tequilas would have cost any money. So I said, look, you know, if it's possible to arrange a tequila tasting for aged, you know, and you know, tequilas. I, I would love to do that. Figuring that's not a very difficult thing to do, and what what I what happens is I got referred to um, Bolero's the bar, and they said, you know, okay, well, if you want to kill it, go to Bolero's. Well, 
I, I kind of knew that, or I could have figured that part out myself. Right. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So yeah, it was. I, I, I don't like I said. I don't. I don't think it was the service. I think our Genie J did great. Um, I think it's hard to for genies to make the connection between those questions and what they have available to them to deliver on the ship. Okay. So what was right. the? So let me ask you this then. What was the? What what role did the Royal Genie serve that you really enjoy? Like what part? What did they offer uh, in terms of the once you were on board in or making your cruise better? Uh, so Jay was our escort for any time we had anything with reserved seating, or um, he was kind of our front of the line for things like the iFly and the North Star. He also set those up. Yeah, and when he set them up, he. When you're on the North Star, when you're on iFly, typically we're the group of like 15 to 20 other people. Yep. We, for iFly, we were the only two people for our time slot. And I think the iFly crew actually brought one more person in rather than you know have them wait half an hour. So there were exactly three people in our iFly group. Um, same thing for the North Star. It was, I think there were, what, six of us? Instead yeah, of like the like 20. That. Yeah. And so he'll they'll essentially block off. A section of time just for sweet guests, which means you're, you know, you don't have to wait as long, um, you know, and you're sort of getting a, a much more quiet experience, and that was, that was definitely worthwhile. Same thing too with the shows. We went to see Spectra, um, which I liked more than I thought I would, but you get seats right up front, and they're um, and they're reserved, and you know, they walk you to your seats and everything. Yeah, and we we heard a we had a, heard another uh, set of Jay's guests saying that they were walked to the front of the line for the bumper cars, which was actually pretty cool because I saw how long that line was. Yeah, yeah. So you get yeah. to you yeah. So it's like a fast pass for um for the crew stuff, yeah. and of course, and, and I, I don't want to I don't want to undersell this because I think these are huge advantages. You walk on the ship in like two minutes. I mean, literally as fast as you can walk. That's how you. That's how fast you go from being dropped off with your bags at the curb to going into your stateroom. And wow. then the exact same thing in reverse getting off. I mean, I, like, let's put it this way. If I would have called for an Uber while I was on the ship, there's no way I would have made it down. And I mean, I might've actually made it through and down to pick up the Uber by the time it, by the time it got there. It was that, I mean, we were off the ship in five minutes. Yeah. That's awesome. But uh, going back to the, the genie and what they can and can't, um, can't make happen. It's interesting. Sometimes I know it's some for some things we definitely didn't give him enough to work to work with. Like one of the questions on the survey was like, "What's the best surprise you've ever had while traveling?" To which we reply, "We're planners. We don't like surprises." Yeah, <laughs> just so, like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was kind of like it's kind of like a questionnaire for a blind date where you say, "I don't like anything." Yeah, <laughs> and, and, but, and so we, we probably yeah. didn't give Jay much to go on. On, on the other hand, I mean, Lynn asked about uh, tequila tasting. I said in the email to Jay, hey, because we're not doing all the specialty restaurants, we don't want to do a specialty restaurant every night. Could you arrange a tasting in our cabin of the best of the specialty restaurants with vegan for me and uh, anything goes for Lynn? To which the reply was, you can work with private dining to make that happen. Well, yes, I, I, yeah, but we kind of knew that, right? Yes, yes, I could. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. I could. Yeah. Interesting. So I, I think they're, still, they're working on some things. But here's, but here's the interesting thing. So we were asking Jay, like, you know, Jay, how'd you get this job? He's like, well, this is only my second contract with Royal, which means he'd been there like, I think, I think he's been there like eight months. I'm like, dude, how did you get this job after eight months? Because this is not the job that you would put 
somebody with no experience in the hospitality industry. And what he said was was super interesting. He had actually been a casino host for high rollers at, at home in the Philippines. And so he was he, he had experience in the hospitality industry and then dealing with people who are used to getting their own way on in, in suites. And that's where he came from. Yeah, so that was, so they've got the right staff, and I think it's and, and let me say I think it's a great program. I think Jay overall did really good for us. He was able to to rearrange our dining schedule, you know, to 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 do a lot of the things that we wanted. Um, I, I think he, I think he did a solid effort. And I'm I'm completely satisfied with it. Um, I think you know a year from now it, they will be able to have learned lessons from what they're what they're getting right now from their from their clients, and it'll be even better. I think it's fantastic, a fantastic program. He, he also said that the difference between what guests were asking for on his first contract versus what they were asking for now, because yeah. his first contract would have started right around right when the, the Genie program started, yeah. uh, was very, very different. He said the first time, the first, his first contract, they were running him ragged and like calling him at two o'clock in the morning for room service and, you know, treating him more like a butler than a concierge, which is, you know, that's what he is. He's your personal concierge. Yeah. But he, he said okay. on this cruise, he was he was like, man, nobody's giving me enough to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was I, good. I, like I said, they're going to they're gonna find a happy medium somewhere, I think. I forgot to ask, Lynn. Did you ask for M&Ms with no brown M&Ms in there? I almost did, and then I forgot. I swear to God, I, w- oh. I would have done it. Next time, next time we're, well, well so we're, if we all go and get on the same cruise, let's uh, let's do it. I think it'd be hysterical. Uh, so there's a couple other things I want to talk about, though. Uh, let's talk about the restaurants, and then I want to talk about the absolute greatest cruise director in the entire world, Abe. All right. That's, that's, wow. Okay. We'll start with the restaurants and we'll work our way up from there. <laughs> what did you guys think, especially dining on, on Anthem? I, I liked it quite a bit. I did too. It was really good. And we, we, uh, we, uh, we didn't do it every night either because you can't do it. Oh, it's, it's exhausting. Too much, to do it every night. It's too much food. Have you been to, have you, Matt, have you been on the ship? Yep. Have you been to Wonderland? Yes. Isn't that amazing? Oh my- Oh my God! Yeah. So the first night we go to Wonderland, and you've, you've talked about it on the show, right? Yeah, absolutely. F- 15, Fifteen courses. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Towards the end, I was like, I will, I will give up the emulsified agar agar gelled smoke filled essence of foam. Just let me go home, please. <laughs> I was so tired. Well, we didn't start. I don't think we started till like eight thirty or nine, and then fifteen courses. Man, I was just exhausted. But, but dude, that that food is is for for being on a ship. I don't think it's quite the level of Remy, but it's it's like one notch below it. Some of the stuff that they're doing there is super inventive. They had these um, smoked deviled eggs where they actually oh, aren't those. Yes, I know. Yeah, you're and uh, and some of these some of these courses. I said it was fifteen courses. Some of these courses are literally no bigger than a crouton. Right. right. It's the, like the lobster. The, yeah, the lobster one is really small, and then those olive drop things. Oh, those olives were amazing, and they're yeah. t- they're t- they're taking them off the menu. Yeah, they're switching what? around the menu. So I it's know. it's the it's the juice or the oil from fifteen olives, pressed down, and then what hyper hyper condensed or uh, or evaporated out, and then put it in, in an agar agar gel. So it's it's essentially like the size of a large lozenge, but it's uh. But it's it's gelatinous, and I know this is, this sounds terrible, but it was super tasty. It was it was like drinking an entire bottle of olive oil in a good way, in like a I, teaspoon. I, 
I always tell people that Wonderland is something you have to experience. It's great with groups. You know, if you've got a lot yeah. of friends, go there especially. But the experience is as important as the food itself. And I, 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 don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, you have to go there with a group because Laurel and I were just two people. And I was like, we got to the point where we ordered the pork belly, the beef, and then the no, brain we didn't order the beef. And they were like, no, you have to order another yeah. uh, entree. Like, no, no, we don't. <laughs> so, you know, like like a lot of the, you know, like 10 or 12 of the, of the first 15 courses are all relatively small. Yes. Right. And then they, they do the mains and it's they bring out this like leg of beef. Oh, my that God. I'm looking at Laurel like I, I really want like a fork full of this and I can't eat anymore. But the pork belly, I, the pork belly was one of those things where I ate so much of it that I disgusted myself. And then I kept <laughs> eating like like once I hit once I hit bottom, I knew I couldn't go any loader, lower or loathe myself anymore. And I'm like, well, there's still half a pork belly left. What, 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 you know, it's not like I'm going to feel worse in the morning. (laughs) And that was delicious. That was a, it was a Cuban pork belly with, um, with coleslaw. And it was just delicious. Um, beef, by the time I got to the beef, I was just, I couldn't eat any more food. So I'm probably not going to do a good review on it. But the Branzino was, it was just a sort of a, a, a flaky white fish. They did over, um, an orange jasmine rice. With this crispy garlic bread topping that was just fantastic. Ah, it was yeah. so good. It's 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 amazing. It really is. The was yeah. the beef that you guys has was it the terrier beef? Uh, does it come like on a long like a rib? It was a short rib. Yeah. But it was like the long. Yeah, yeah. Part, like a, it, it was like an entire rib from a from a cow. Which think about how big a cow is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it almost tasted like pot roast. To me. Yes, that's exactly what it's like. Almost like a brisket, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that yeah. consistency to it. Yeah, and and yeah. to me, all any any beef that's cooked that long in that manner always tastes like pot roast to me. And so it's, the effect is lost, is lost on me. So. so, and so one of the things about the Royal Star class is that it, you do have uh, complimentary, especially restaurants. Oh yeah. And the and the beverage uh, package. So even if you, well, I mean, wasting food is is a bad thing but you, you at least didn't feel like you paid well you paid for it but you didn't pay for it right then one of the that brings up a good question Laurel. i think you and i discussed this before your cruise how does it work yes. with actually reserving the restaurants with that perk uh, uh, not great <laughs> so <laughs> there is no um, reservations um so i i you can't. You personally can't book them ahead of time. Where you could, but then you'd have to go after Royal to get a, a credit back on your credit card because you have to pay for them ahead of time. Right. Yeah. So it was just easier to let Jay do it. Yeah. Yeah. So I chose not to do that. Um. So I told Jay that like we only had two places that we wanted to try, which were Wonderland and uh, the ch- the Chef's Table. Uh, so I was like, you know, pl- you know, please make our us reservations for that, it, which was great. So so I sent you the schedule that. Um, in that PDF of the plans that Jay made for us. So he also went ahead and made extra extra reservations for us. And on top of that, like Coastal Kitchen made reservations for us. And they all showed up in my IQ app, which was interesting. But then when you wanted to uh, rearrange stuff, Jay doesn't make them on your account, or sorry, your genie doesn't make them on your account. He uses his own account, but it's somehow tied to you. So if you try to cancel your reservation and then make a different reservation the same night, IQ will yep. tell you you got an existing 
reservation and that there's an error, even though there's no reservation showing on your IQ. It was so basically you're handing over all your dining plans to the genie because you literally can't make them yourself, which is a little bit annoying, especially for people like me and Lynn who like to kind of have a little bit more control over what we're doing and like to be a little bit more spontaneous than that. Right. And and that and that's exactly what I was, it sounds like it, it is, right? For people like us that want to, the type A's that want to plan everything out, you know, mm-hmm. that could potentially sound like a problem. But for people that like just want to show, like my, I'm, th- I'm envisioning my parents. They don't want to do any mm-hmm. of that stuff. No. They yeah. just want to be yeah. like, I want to go to a dinner. Where am I going? Okay, great. Let's go. Yeah. And it's like, oh, look, yeah. Jamie's, you know, Wonderland. Perfect. Wonderful. It's, uh, I think it's Jaime's. <laughs> yeah, we, we just we dubbed it Jaime's. Jaime's, nice. I, that's totally going to be a thing now, Len. <laughs> it's like Winjay Mare. I mean, <laughs> Winjay <Jamer>, Jaime's. <laughs> Jaime's. By the way, I thought I thought uh, uh, Jaime's or Jamie's was was actually pretty good for uh, for Italian food on a ship. It was uh, there were probably a dozen things that I would have would have eaten there. In fact, I thought I thought all of the food on Anthem was better than collectively than the restaurants that we had either on the Allure or the Freedom. I think the the overall dining experience is that much better, and even like the the show is better too. Um, Absolutely, but we uh, well, we the, did the we did chef's best. table too. Yeah, what did you think of chef's uh, table? Oh, that was really fun. But I yeah. can see if you didn't have a good if you either didn't know the people you were with or didn't have a good group, it would be kind of lame and long. So there, yeah. you could have I think sixteen people on the chef's table. We only had four, five, six, seven, eight, ten, twelve. 12? Yeah, twelve. Um, and you know, and it was all groups. I think the largest group was four. The smallest groups were a couple of groups of two, including me and Laurel. You really have to get like two glasses of wine in until everyone starts to loosen up and, uh, and talk. But you know, at the end it was a lot of fun and our, our service was great. The food I thought was very good. And this was this, the difference between chef's table and wonderland for me wasn't so much the inventiveness of the food. Cause I think the food is definitely more inventive at wonderland, but the pacing and the number of courses was way better at Chef's Table. Five five courses spaced well apart. Five different wine pairings, um, and I thought that was that was done really well. Um, it's a really nice, you're in a special room in the back of Chops, um, private service, and, and I think I think for, for that for what it was was one of the most enjoyable meals I've had on a cruise ship. That's great. I mean, I, you're you're echoing a lot of what I've ever what I've heard about Chef's Table, uh, Laura. I was just going to ask you real quick because you're you you're a vegan. How I does, did uh, eat, I didn't eat vegan on this cruise. Oh, you took one, okay. took one well, for the team, man. Took one for the team. <laughs> what, yeah. He's weather permitting vegan. I get it. Uh, <laughs> weather permitting. <laughs> I, I'm not going to be the person who shows up at shops and asks for a vegan meal. I think that's unreasonable on my part. Laurel, I, 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 you're, you're totally okay because I always tell – when people ask me because I'm Jewish, they say, you know, Matt, do you keep kosher? I say, I mostly keep kosher except when I eat Mexican. That doesn't count <laughs> if you ask me because there were no Mexicans back then. It doesn't count. Yeah. As the Talmud says, I mean, Taco Bell. <laughs> it's totally cool. It's totally cool, Taco Bell. Yeah, but I thought that, I thought that was good. The one, the one meal that we had – was not good. I'll talk about the one that we didn't have that was good. Then we'll talk about the other ones that were good. We we went to um, Laurel, uh, Johnny Rockets. And oh, it, was, it, oh. Was, it was like that. We we got the B team for service. Like like they they didn't have. We couldn't we couldn't figure out how to order a vanilla Coke float. So what we got was vanilla Coke in one cup. <laughs> and a milkshake in the other cup, and literally could not could not communicate that that's 
what we wanted. And the food was it was just it was just a strange experience. And we did go in the in like at eight o'clock at night, right before they were ready to close. There was no one else there. I think there were two people in the Johnny Rockets. So could have been our fault on the timing, but that was strange. But but Matt, but uh, going back to food, have you talked about have you have you talked about the very back of Win Jim Air where they do the custom made to order omelets? Yes, isn't that amazing? Oh my god. That's that's all I, every every morning, no matter what ship <sighs> I'm on, I go there. I don't even bother with, with the buffet is for suckers. Oh no, totally. Oh my god. <laughs> oh. I saw the same dude three times and, <laughs> and just I walked up and I just like gave him the nod like, you know, you know, yep. like oh man, that was the best omelet. Man. It was great. So one of the things Royal Caribbean does really poorly, and I don't understand why, are like mat or eggs, mass-produced eggs, which honestly a lot of people don't do really well, right? So like the egg, the scrambled eggs you get, um, you know, at the buffet are terrible, and I, I, in fact, I say they're inedible. But the omelet station in the back of the Windjammer is is amazing. Yeah, it was fantastic. I mean, everything cooked fresh, everything hot, and those dudes know how to make an omelet. I mean, it was almost waffle. It was probably Waffle House level of good for an omelet, and I love. Whoa, whoa! That, that, no, 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 wow. dude! It was perfect. There was nothing wrong. Those dudes at the omelet station are the real MVP. I mean, I'm telling you right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it was really good. I uh, that Windjammer was good. Um, we went to Coastal Kitchen a couple of times. Great service, solid food. Really like that's actually a, a great um, a great restaurant for concierge. In fact, Laurel and I sat there both times, and we tried to figure out how Disney could incorporate that into their next set of cruise ships because they need they've got nothing that, that that equates to this overall concierge package. And I love Disney. Don't get me wrong, and I really like their concierge service, but they've got nothing on on the Anthem. Anthem is my yeah. is, is now my favorite cruise ship. Woot! I love to hear that. That just brings a. Uh, I feel like a proud father. <laughs> I mean, Laurel, you, you, you would, I mean, this is what we talked about, right? Yes. <sighs> it was a right. I mean, the, the, the point, right, and this goes back to what uh, you guys were saying earlier in, in this podcast about the reason, you know, you, you booked this cruise for research purposes was to compare, right, the, the concierge or the, just the suite level um, offerings that Royal Caribbean has, the Disney Cruise Line. So what did you, what's, what's your takeaway here? We're looking back at all this now. I mean, Blaine, you said it's your favorite ship, and it sounds like you were really pleased with the, with level of service that was offered here, yeah. I mean, service is, is it a hands down winner? Well, yeah, uh, you know, I wouldn't say I'm. I, I would say I'm like seventy five percent of the way there, but I think Laurel feels the same way. Laurel, I, I agree. The thing with the with with Disney's, Disney, and this isn't isn't a Disney podcast, but the thing with Disney is that with the size of their ships, they can't offer what Royal can on the Oasis and the quantum flash ships. They just can't, they can't offer the, they only have two, uh, two, uh, sweet, uh, suites that would compare to anything that's in the star class. That would be the Walt and the Roy. And they literally have one of each of those on each ship, even the dream and the, uh, even the dream and the fantasy, which are, um, about what freedom class size, I think. Barely. So, yeah. And I mean, there's no place they're going to be able to squeeze in a a, a sweets only uh, restaurant. There, I mean, they, and they don't have enough passengers to do it anyway. So let me ask you two things I wanted to talk about before we wrap things up here. Now, first of all, we haven't <gasps> talked about price yet. We wait. Oh, wait we have to talk about Lynn, APUs. Lynn has to... <laughs> the greatest about cruise dire- APUs, the greatest oh, APUs, cruise director yes. in the entire world. Dude is the funniest. 
guy I have ever seen. So he does this. So I wake up the, the first morning on the cruise ship. And you know how like, you turn on the TV just to get things going. And, and it automatically goes to the Royal Caribbean Channel. And I'm like making coffee. I'm struggling with, my, with the coffee maker. Which we should talk about because it was it was a struggle for like five days, but yeah, I make the coffee, I sit down, and normally, you know, I, I, I love a Disney cruise director. I think Clayton's a, a, on the Wonder is a fantastic cruise director, funny dude. He's got nothing on Abe Hughes. Abe does this show called the Late Night Early Morning Show, where it's essentially one guy filming him at his desk, and he does these goofy gags like like what like like he on the way on the the night before our last day of, uh, our last cruise day we're at sea he picks up the phone like someone's calling him and he's like oh hello captain how are you yes yes oh no i've got time i've got time for you right now yeah we're recording the middle of the show but i've got whatever time you need and then there's a long pause and he goes bayonne bayonne new jersey no, look, I already showed you how to get there. <laughs> and so he would do stuff like that. And, and you know, he would he would he would do these riffs. Like uh, one time the intro of the show was him just singing Salt and Pepper's the Shoop song. Like like <laughs> pretending that no one that, that that it wasn't really recording. He was just so funny. Every wow. minute of that show is hysterical. I love it. He's actually going on the the Harmony of the Seas. Now yeah, so I'm uh, so He's our. I'm going on Harmony uh, next month, and I'll. Oh my God! Our cruise director on there. So so watch the show every morning. Tell him. So I actually you can actually write him like notes and, and do requests or like shoutouts. And I asked him to sing the Wash Your Hands song. Are you familiar with the Wash Your Hands song on Royal Caribbean? Wash your hands, your hands like fifty times a day. Yeah, yeah. that. <laughs> I asked him to sing it, and he did. And I was like, "This is the greatest moment of my life right now." But that dude is just funny. So, I, in fact, I I asked our royal genie to if I could say hi to him, and that that didn't happen, and I'm a little disappointed uh, about Aww. it. More than more than the tequila, more than anything else. Meeting Abe would have been like the the highlight of my trip. You got to meet him when you go on the. the by the way, I'm, I'm calling the harmony the E harmony of the seas, because it, it, <laughs> anyway. Wow. But go nice. on it and, and 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 look out for Abe. And if you get a chance to to meet him, just tell him that one of your friends is a huge fangirl. And the <laughs> we'll other one, do. Yeah. So let's talk about price. How much? I mean, this sounds like a great service. No, Obviously, real sweet. Let me just say right now, I don't know how much this costs, and I should probably drop off the podcast right now. I didn't book it. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how much it costs. I don't know how much the Disney trip cost us last last time. So let me just sit down first. Uh, you, yeah, you probably should. You probably right. should. Go ahead. So this was this was four nights, two people. Five four nights, two people. Five nights. Five nights, two. People. All right. Um, so the price for this cruise in the off season, starting October first, was seven thousand dollars. So $1,400 a day, $700 a day per person. That's actually Which, cheaper than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, because I, I sent you the prices for the same cruise next year, and it's already $1,200 more than that. How much was the, how much was the Disney cruise? Um, uh, the Disney cruise was a four-night cruise at the beginning of December in a one-bedroom. Um, it was right at 4000 so five hundred dollars a night versus seven hundred dollars a night per person. Yes, much smaller room. Smaller room. I do like the Disney Dream. I, you know, I can I can rationalize both of those. I think they're both good for what they are at their price points. Let's put it this way: if I could book that room again on on the Anthem, even at seven hundred dollars a night per person, I mean, granted it's a splurge and I wouldn't do that every year. I would totally do it again. I loved that cabin 
Um, and I thought the I, I really like the anthem. I think it's well designed. I think it's uh, like I, said, I think it's Royal's best ship. If you can if you can see your way to seven hundred dollars a night, I would totally book it again. You do remember we have a a cruise in Royal and in Star Class booked for next year, right? You do remember that, right? Was that the one to New Zealand? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Matt, you gotta, yeah, you gotta do this, New Zealand. Come on along. I pr- I promise you sheep. I promise <laughs> you sheep. Let's do it. I just I just need Star Trek style transporters to get there, and then I'm totally down. They're just uh, ambient and vodka, man. I'm telling you, just <laughs> no, it doesn't work. It doesn't show, work on kids. Don't do that. Don't do that. No. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, so I, yeah, I guess here's it, it's a, is yeah, it yeah, quote unquote so worth it. it Oh, definitely. Like, I think we decided, and I was serious, uh, that we were never not going to uh, cruise Star Class again, which means, I'm sorry, we're not going to see you in September because Star Class is sold out on your September group cruise. Well, you win yeah. some, you lose some. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What are you doing? What You're doing Western on that? Yeah, we're doing Western. I was, so they're, you guys are talking I was about the Royal set. Caribbean Blog group cruises. Um, yeah, I was, all set to, I was all set to be on your group cruise, and then it was Western Caribbean, and I couldn't get a suite. Rats! Wow, yeah. that's well, you know. Uh, it, it, but you know what? It, it, it's not that surprising to hear because I know that these kind of rooms, especially the star class rooms, go very quickly because people really uh, relish the, these kind of experiences. My other question mm-hmm. for you guys was: with all the oh. stuff that was included, the drink package, the restaurants, did you actually spend any money out of your own pocket in your CPAS account? We did. We did. Um, we booked the uh, the ship tour, which was fantastic. Have you done that? Ah, the all access. Yes. Isn't it cool? Oh man, the the laundry thing with the Automatic washer and the automatic dryer and the automatic folding machine it was fascinating. Yeah, yeah, it was really we, cool. Good. We also had a uh, gratuities, uh, not for our stateroom attendant because that was included, but for uh, the specialty meals, we had gratuities there, and then for the bartenders. Makes sense. Okay, so yeah, yeah. but I, but I was I was very again for the overall cost of it, I was absolutely fine with it. I think we I paid for like two drinks total. One was I think I bought like a twenty five dollar glass of wine, and they. Credited me like the thirteen. Actually, it was a little more than that. It was like thirteen and change. Um, and then I ordered a uh, like the most expensive aged tequila that they had uh, one night. Did and you they, guys? Did you use your wild bands? No, no. Didn't, didn't get wild bands. Really? I'm not. No, I'm not entirely sure what a wild band is. I'll tell you. It's a match oh, band. Well, it's it's a match. Well, I, I know yeah, I know that, but I didn't I, I uh, didn't see them for sale anywhere because I I did kind of keep an eye out. There was Not one person. There's, there's one person next to us at um at Boleros that was using one. Yeah, I, I'm not keen yeah. on slapping. Uh, I'm not even keen on magic bands myself. I think they're kind of ugly. They can kind of ruin the line of your outfit. But um, so is I there? I mean, is there any advantage to them over the cards? I just like it because I don't have to dig in my pocket for the card all the time, especially when you're coming back to the room. You just you know lift your wrist up and boom you get back into the room which I really like a lot. Mm. Um, oh, I just find it more clutch, convenient. Matt. Yeah, you, oh, you need a, obviously. You need a, yeah, a man purse. Man purse. There you go. A purse. I like it. Um, so you got you got this. Uh, it sounds like I mean the the thing with with the star class is you know it's it's a splurge but it sounds mm. like it's a lot more reasonable or practical than maybe I was anticipating it being given what you guys were saying in terms of the availability and all this. I mean, did you, do you feel like you use a lot of the services on, on, in the star class, like all the stuff that's included? Cause if you look down, there's, there's literally a litany of different, you know, uh, bottled water uh, movies. I mean, for the, well, the, let's put it this way, just for the internet speed alone, 
I would have I would have paid a hundred dollars a day. Easy. Isn't that amazing? The Voom. Oh my god! I I was streaming video in the middle of the freaking Atlantic Ocean. I, I mean, think and that I, know, is... I know some people think it isn't amazing, dude. Dude, I think that's I think that is that's almost a miracle. Do you know how much that would cost out of pocket if you paid regular, like um, if you were regular like, against non star class? Do you know how much it would have cost on Disney for that? Disney, I know. Well, they doesn't exist. Been, that's a problem. Been the seven thousand dollars. Yeah, but even and it was you're liable not, all day. It's, all day. I, I don't think Royal Caribbean gives nearly enough credit for this because this is not just in port or in certain places. This no. is everywhere. We were, in the, we were in, a, in a storm in the middle of the Atlantic, and I'm like, oh, look, the new Grand Tour trailer is out on YouTube. Let's watch it. <laughs> and it downloaded and started playing instantly. Oh, my God. I was yeah. amazed. I, I think the star class is a lot like the old platinum plan at Disney. Um, if you remember, oh, we talked about once what, you know, if you try to use every part of that package, which is right. all recreation, all, uh, lots of dining and so on. It's, I don't think it's possible to use everything that's offered in the, in the package, but in five I, days. I think I, I, I can't think of anything that I would have wanted that I didn't have. Which yeah, makes I mean, it worth it. it. If there's nothing, if there's nothing more that you that you want, how much better can it be? I mean, that room is that room is beautiful. Just the 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 service and the amenities and the internet and the drinking stuff was uh, on just the cherry on the on the Sunday. Yeah. It was. Yeah, the, the only thing I regret is that our only stop was in Bermuda, so we did not get a chance to check out the sweet beach at Labadee. Oh right, right, Barefoot Beach. Yeah. Yeah, that looks like that, that looks like fun. Yeah, that is really nice. Um, all right, so here's my last question for you, uh, both. Laurel, I'll start with you. If you can improve yeah. one thing, improve one thing about the star class, what would it be? Uh, let me manage my own dining reservations on Royal IQ. See, I don't think I, – I understand exactly where you're coming from. I don't think that's the typical – I think – did you meet other <laughs> – let me ask you this. Did you meet other star class guests? Because I don't think that's the typical response they're probably going to get. Do you know uh, what I mean? We did meet other star class guests, and we were all pretty – Chill, I think. Chill, yeah. I'm just. I'm not saying they're not chill. I'm saying that I think they. Um, I think they look for that. They want to have everything taken care of for them. I think our next door neighbors were more were more like that. Uh, Laurel, that they wanted they wanted things done for them. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. I mean, I, there should yeah. be no reason why you can't. Let me put it that way, right? It, yeah. Exactly. Okay. So, fair enough. Let. Oh, sorry, uh, it, Len. How would you improve um, Star Plus? <sighs> The, the the thing that I think the, the Anthem needs, the one thing it doesn't have, I don't think it has a movie theater. I mean, the, the, the damn thing is so big I could have lost it. But, um, I you know, I think I think having a movie theater, even a small one, where you could see, you know, the occasional R-rated film or something that's actually in theaters, I think would be great. As far as the actual service goes for concierge or for the for the Star Lounge stuff, um, you know, it would be nice to be, to be able to do a tequila tasting in my room. Uh, you know, but I can see how you might not want to do that as well. Other than that, no, I think it was I think it was fantastic. Um, so I, I, t- go ahead. I think I think they are going to find continue to fine tune this um, over the next year and figure out. I think they have to figure out sort of like what the base amenities are that people want. And I think dining reservations is is core to that. But um, they'll they'll figure it out and they'll um, they'll get it nailed down. I, I, don't, I don't have any complaints about it right now. I think it's I think it's a fantastic service. Awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much for, for joining us here and talking about all this. Yeah, thanks for asking us. Well, 
Welcome to the listener email part of the show where I answer your emails about everything Royal Caribbean, whether it's a question, a comment, whatever's on your mind. Of course, you can email me, matt at royalcaribbeanblog.com, M-A-T-T at royalcaribbeanblog.com. And I also want to make sure everyone's aware that we actually have the first ever live show for Royal Caribbean Blog Insiders, and that may spur two questions for you. Number one. What is an insider? And number two, what is this show? Well, the insiders are a group of folks who donate to Royal Cream Black financially. Basically, you donate each month a, a amount of money up to you. It can be as little as $1 a month. It can be as much as whatever you are comfortable with. Regardless, you basically are, it's your way of showing support for Royal Caribbean Blog and some of the content and things we're working on. And in, in return, I give you some really cool, I think, rewards for being an insider. And it depends on how much you donate. There's different levels. It's just like you know, when you donate to your local a public broadcasting station, right? Same basic concept. You donate a certain amount, you get certain things, but it's really about supporting Royal Caribbean Blog because you enjoy this podcast, you enjoy RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com, and I get to say thank you with some special uh, events, products, and in this case, a special live broadcast on October 19th at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. It's actually, we're celebrating our one-year anniversary of the Royal Caribbean Blog Insiders, and I am doing a special insiders-only live show at that time so regardless of what level you donate at, anyone who's ever donated is, in, is invited to this exclusive show, and there's still time to become an insider and join us for it. And for more details about becoming an insider and all that fun stuff, I will post a link in our show notes, or you can just go to royalcaribbeanblog.com slash support. And thank you to everybody, whether you're, you've been an insider since day one or you're joining right now. Nonetheless, I appreciate all the support because honestly, it's because of your support that Royal Caribbean Block continues to grow and innovate and provide you with this kind of you know programming that you enjoy, right? The the, the podcast, new information, uh, updates, and everything in between. Mostly updates about Sabor and Izumi, but you know <laughs> we have priorities. Love it. Thank you guys so so much for all your support. And let's jump right into our email segment right now. And our first email comes to us from Christopher Simone. Right, time at. I'll be interested to hear your thoughts on the promenade view stateroom you selected for your recent Freedom of the Seas cruise. We've had balconies and interior stateroom on previous cruises, but are booked in a promenade view stateroom for our upcoming Navigator of the Seas cruise in February 2017. Any issues with the noise coming from the promenade? Looking forward to your thoughts and any other observations you may have. Christopher, thanks for the email, and of course, as you're definitely aware and, and correct, I did stay in a promenade view room. Actually, we had two of them for our recent Freedom of the Seas cruise. And we got this because we wanted to have two rooms for, for us and, and my kids, but we wanted to try something a little different than just a regular interior. And the promenade views were not much more than a regular inside and provided us that, that experience. And this was my first time staying in a promenade view. And I can tell you, number one, first and foremost, most importantly, to answer your question, number one, there is no noise bleed. Don't worry about that. And a lot of people think there is. And it's a very common question. In fact, you know, how much noise gets do you hear in there? Very little to none. I Certainly when we were sleeping, it was never an issue. The only time there might be noise bleed, I mean, very little would be during, you know, major events like a, like a parade or maybe some of the dance parties. But my kids never had any problem with it. I certainly didn't have an issue with it. I would not hesitate to book these again. I didn't have any kind of problem. And as you may remember, Christopher, I had noise bleed only once on an unreal championship in my stateroom. And that was on Jewel of the Seas. Uh, my room was literally the first room off from the Centrum on whatever deck it was, eight or nine, I don't remember. But we had a lot of noise bleed because there was a live band playing the Centrum, and the music would just carry up, and we would definitely be able to hear a lot of the bass in the room. 
In the promenade view rooms, not the case at all. And we were able to really, it was a wonderful choice. I will tell you that I really liked it. The bay window is really nice because the promenade view rooms, they don't just have a window to the promenade. It's a little bit of a bay window. It kind of jets out towards the promenade. So it gives you a little bit of extra living space, which is nice. I just found it somewhere extra to sit. Because a lot of times with these smaller inside rooms, you really can only ever sit on the bed. There is a sofa, but I don't know about you guys, but maybe it's just me. I just always end up, the, the, the couch or sofa or whatever, ends up being the collector of stuff. You know, All of the stuff that we have, bags, laundry, the crafts the kids came up with in Adventure Ocean, it always ends up on the couch. And there's never any room to sit on, but the... The, the little couch by the additional couch by the window ended up being mostly empty and it was a great spot to go I really did like it I mean it, it certainly what gave me get, transformed the room in terms of what it was available there and I really like that aspect of it so I would definitely book it again Christopher and I would recommend it to you especially if you're looking for your navigator that sees cruise because it is nice people just do some people watching be able to see events you know, I don't know that I would recommend it if you say, oh, this is the best place to go watch a parade or something like that. I just think it's a nice spot to go watch and just see what's going on down there, you know, and being able to just, again, people watch. It's great for that aspect, and I really did enjoy it. And you know what? Having a view is better than no view, in my opinion, so I really liked it quite a bit, and I hope that answers your questions there, Christopher. It's a good question, though. I get it a lot about the promenade view rooms in general. Next, we have an email from Amber, who writes, Hi, Matt, just discovered your podcast last week, and I'm making my way through all the podcast episodes as fast as I can. I have a cruise booked on Anthem of the Seas next March, which I'm excited about. This will be my second time sailing with the Royal Caribbean, and will also be the largest ship I've ever sailed on, so I'm looking forward to the new experiences. I have a question on how to use my Crown and Anchor Society benefits. I know as a gold member, there, are a whole, there aren't a whole lot of perks, but I'm sh- not sure how to go about taking advantage of them, especially since the Royal Caribbean website has perks listed for other things like early access and exclusive rates. How do I make sure I'm taking full advantage of my benefits, including the private departure lounge? Thanks, keep up the good work. Amber, that's a great question. So here's the thing. You've, I'm no doubt, signed up for Crown and Anchor Society, and as you mentioned, this will be your second time sailing, so you've done that. I just want to make it clear that while you can sign up for Crown and Anchor Society, even before you've ever taken a cruise, your Crown and Anchor Society benefits only kick in after your first cruise is complete. So, you're perfect, Amber, because you're going on your second cruise, so you should have no problems at all. So, there's a couple things to keep in mind. First is pre-cruise, and then there's during the cruise. Certainly, everything that you have access to in terms of benefits pre-cruise are going to be available to you via the Royal Caribbean Crown and Anchor Society website, uh, which which is kind of a, a, a gateway, a, a portal, if you will, of, of information and, and access. And that can be accessed at royalcaribbean.com slash CAS, like Crown and Anchor Society, CAS. There you can log in, get access to everything that you will have access to. Basically, what you're going to find in there are uh, some exclusive rates, special offers, and mostly special offers. Also, as a summary of your of your points and kind of your gift preferences. What's really important, I think, from this site is, number one is your gift preferences. Now, this only comes into effect when you get to different different statuses, but basically, you want to set up all your, your profile and your preferences so that way they're all correct in what you're expecting them to. This is something to do, you know, to, to pass the time. Not incredibly important. You shouldn't drop everything and go do it right now. It's just something fun to do, you know. Uh, it has your upgrade preferences, which I think are important. This is how, if you do get visited by the much-fabled upgrade fairy, they will take that into account in terms of you know what you're interested in, what your upgrade preferences are. So something to keep in mind for there. Uh, but it's also a great place if you're looking for the special Crown Anchor Society rates. They they're under the special offer section, and you'll find different 
options there. A lot of this is just kind of reiterating your basic benefits. It's a good place for when you forget, oh, do I really get that in there? I do this all the time, right? Do I have to remember to myself or remind myself, oh, do I do I get that 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 particular you know perk that I've been reading about? Oh, let me go check it out. So it's really your your gateway for all that. But this is for when you're before your cruise. Once you're on board the ship. You'll be getting in your stateroom a list on embarkation day. You'll get a list of all the discounts you get. Back in the day, they used to be little actually paper coupons. Now they're just preloaded on your card, and you just kind of put, you just use, you have to tell the crew member, hey, I'd like to use my buy one, get one free drink coupon, or here's my free spin coupon at the casino, whatever it happens to be. So you want to make sure you remember that. My advice is either keep it with you, that, that piece of paper, or take a photo of it on your phone. Because inevitably, the hardest thing about this is actually remembering to use them. I'm guilty of this all the time where I go the whole cruise and I'm like, oh my gosh, I forgot to use the free whatever coupon. So make sure you take care of that and uh, and you, know, you have that going on. Um, but really, a gold membership... It's really about, you don't have a huge amount, as you mentioned, perks, but there are some important ones to take into effect. Certainly when you get to the port on embarkation day, you will see, you can see, gold is always hit or miss in terms of if they're included or not, but there may or may not be an area specifically for you, like a special check-in line for gold members. Just look for it or ask a, a, a one of the port agents if, if there is one for you. I remember when we went on Freedom of the Seas, I remember there being a gold line and a platinum line and one for the higher uh tiers as well but you know it may or may not actually save you some time depending on what time you arrive there but it's good to take advantage of and i was going line anyway just because i can uh so that's certainly important another thing is you know anything else that's going to be available to you should be uh accessible via the you could see it listed in the cruise compass or you can go to the loyalty ambassador's desk and get information about that there. It's not a bad idea just to go stop by and say hello anyway. The loyalty ambassador is someone is an officer on board the ship who's responsible to everybody who's a returning guest, that includes you, to make sure they're having a great time and answer questions and help them maybe pick new cruises to look at, all those kinds of things. Basically, it is the, it, it, it's kind of a marketing person, but their goal is specifically for returning cruisers. It's a really cool person to meet and say hello to and just pick their brain, talk about your experiences on board and maybe ask them some questions. You've always wondered about it that, uh, you know, that you may have based on your, like maybe where exactly is the private departure lounge and how do I get in there and all that kind of stuff. They can help you with that. Uh, And so you have to check on where on board the ship I don't think. Oh, we mentioned Anthem of the Seas. There you go. Um, where it'll be on there. Uh, but there's a loyalty ambassador's desk, and they'll have regular hours. You can stop in there or make an appointment. And it's a great way to be able to, again, kind of, you know, learn maybe some new things out there, get some questions answered. And, you know, if you have any questions you like about the, uh, about the, you know, the departure launch or what have you, it's not a bad idea. I will say that I think part of it, the biggest thing you're going to use Credit Anchor for, this is based on my experience, right? The onboard discounts, that's huge. Probably the most I ever use. There's a balcony discount, but that doesn't happen until you get to platinum, so you got a little bit of time before that occurs, Amber. The member-only rates, I think I've taken advantage of it one time, and it happened to be a coincidence. Certainly, what I would recommend is if you are in the market for a cruise, looking to book a cruise, stop by the the the, the website, that Crown Anchor Society site, and look through the special offers that are available. They change all the time. They used to be called a number of different things. Now they're just called Special Crown Anchor Society Exclusive Rates. And basically, it is a, a discount of up to $350 that can be taken off the cost of a cruise. I think it's just once you're logged in, it'll show you the new rates on there. But any travel agent that you book with should be able to apply those as well, especially. So if you're booking with any travel agency, be sure to mention you are a Crown and Anchor Society member 
and they should be able to access any special rates that happen to be there. The other big thing is, I would say, when there are new itineraries out, like when Royal Caribbean goes to a deployment uh, schedule release, which is usually happens at the beginning of the year, like February, March, April, that time frame, they will release new itineraries to Crown and Anchor Society members first. And again, this will be accessible through there. So that's really the big parts of it. Otherwise, everything else is fairly either innocuous or it's automatic or I've never used them and it's not worth mentioning. <laughs> the Crown Anchor Society parties on board the ship are definitely worthwhile. You'll know you'll be invited to them if you get an invitation in your room, although do check the cruise compass. Sometimes they'll be listed there as well. So uh, take advantage of those. They're just a great opportunity. I love that Royal Caribbean rewards returning guests. And so I'm a pretty big fan of what they do with it. I think Crown Anchor Society does an amazing job, quite honestly, in terms of managing all those return guests. And I am still very impressed by the rewards you're given. I remember I came, before I cruised with Royal Caribbean, I cruised with Disney Cruise Line a lot. And they just give you nothing. I mean, really. I think you get like a lanyard or something like that. I mean, really, it's nothing, regardless of which level you're at. And and I say it's nothing relative to what Royal Caribbean gives you because it's just a huge amount of respect, of actual tangible goodies that they give back to you and savings as well. It really does add up. So if you have been on a Royal Caribbean cruise before or you're about to go on your first, I do recommend signing up for Crown and Anchor Society. It doesn't matter how many cruises you've taken. Let's say you've taken four cruises. Be like, man, I never signed up. Am I am I out of luck? No, you can sign up. Then give them a call and they can apply retroactively your, those four cruises you took already. And that way you'll be all set and you can accrue your status. It's really important. It's free. There's really no downside to joining other than it takes you a couple of minutes. But I enjoy it. I think it's fun <laughs> to be able to see. So, Amber, I hope that answers your question. It's a really good question about Crown Anchor Society. It's probably one of the most important things you can do as a returning Royal Caribbean guest because you only stand to benefit from it. So, good question. Thank you, Amber. And thank you to everybody for the wonderful questions we've had and great discussion. Of course, I want to hear from you. If you have a question, a comment, a thought, something about Royal Caribbean that's on your mind, let's talk about it right here. Send me an email, matt at royalcaribbeanblog.com, M-A-T-T at royalcaribbeanblog.com. All right, my friends, thanks so much, and we'll talk again on the next Royal Caribbean Blog episode. Thanks.